Hello, my name's Scott. You're listening to The Joys of Teaching Literature. We're talking about how to make life enjoyable, fun, easy, uh, exciting, meaningful, relevant. Um, it's not always easy to get kids into a novel, into a poem. And so that's what we're here talking about is a love of, instilling a love of literature in our, in our students, you know, hopefully getting every single student in our class engaged and uh, how we can do that and, and all the while making our life uh, easy. Um, and not hard and not uh, something where we take work home over the weekend and all of that. Uh, if you want to know more about me, I have a website, uh, theteachersworkshop.com. I have online professional development for high school English teachers. It's self-paced. There's three different sections to the course, uh, easy, exciting, and excellent teaching. In each of those sections, I uh, have different topics like uh, video essays, podcasts, poetry, short fiction, um, I have something called Black Lives Matter in literature. Um, so I've just sort of a variety of different topics that I go over uh, that pertain to high school English teachers. So I also have a Teachers Pay Teachers page where I sell my products. Um, so also, if you enjoy listening to my podcast and you've heard me before, uh, please do give me a, a good review online uh, so that I can s sort of spread the word and reach more teachers. Um, so for this week, we're, we're talking about, I talked about the HOPE project that I do couple episodes ago um, so I'm kind of diving deep into one section of that that project um, I kind of give them really broad topics um, that organize the project and one topic is I call political social essays or topical essays and the idea is is not even that it's an essay that they have to read um, it's just any it's not even reading actually <laughs> sometimes I'll just say I want you to find a TED talk or, or a podcast or an essay, and I kind of point them to this list that I have, you know, so they can kind of look at the titles and see if they're interested in the titles. I have a, a shared folder where they can go into the shared folder, and uh, over the years I've kind of scanned uh, different articles that I basically really like and I think are literary for different reasons. Um, it's all nonfiction though, so the idea of the course is that most of what I do is, is fiction. It's novels, short stories, and poems, mostly novels, say like 75%. Um, so this is the opportunity to kind of jump in. Since I'm doing literature and composition and not language and composition, which is the, you know, the sort of nonfiction AP exam, uh, I'm just doing straight fiction. So, uh, which I feel like most English teachers are doing anyway. Um, you know, there's always philosophy and different things that people dabble in. Um, and we sort of look at the structure and we analyze and do close readings um, for nonfiction, just like we do with fiction. Um, but I think... This is just an opportunity to basically push pause, talk about any anything and everything, uh, just go over the kind of just the, the world as we know it. And, and what I'll do in the conversations that we have in class is just talk about how it connects to the literature that, that we study. Um, and so we're basically just doing that. Like, and, and this is completely open-ended. So the topic of this pod, the title of this podcast is autonomous, relevant learning, and good conversation. So it's how can we give students the, the freedom to learn on their own, to learn independently, to guide their own path as far as their own understanding of the world uh, and sort of develop their own understanding of the world without us always telling them, hey, this is, this is a really important text. This is a really important text. Read this, read this, read this. Instead, you're just giving suggestions, saying, hey, are you interested in this topic, science, psychology, philosophy, uh, race, language. Uh, I mean, they're like, like just talk about, again, anything and everything. 
Uh, and so I think part of this too, since I teach seniors, is, is edging them in some kind of direction. Like this is sort of what I see myself being interested in for the rest of my life. And you know, Stephen Hawking, for instance, uh, wrote one of the articles, Al Gore, the climate emergency is one of them. Um, so there's all these sort of different Saudis and bikinis is one of them. So this sort of thing about uh, religion is in there. Um, so all these different sort of topics. There's no, and, and I think that's why I want the, a variety of different sort of conversations to come up as we discuss. And so all I do is I basically ask them to read, again, read anything. <laughs> um, or, or again, watch a video or listen to a podcast and then just summarize it. So they summarize it to the class, and then I basically uh, will listen in, um, and as they speak, I'll sort of take notes myself and write down different movies that I've that, that come up, or the, again, if it's a character in a novel, or uh, you know, another article that I read, or some statistic that I know about. I'm sort of writing those down as they speak, and then I'm sort of bringing them up, but I'm mostly just thinking about the question, and so, you know, if the article is on, uh, you know, some some psychology, um, you know, we were talking about um, these these the remote control brain is the name of the podcast. And I was sort of bringing that up, um, but it was generally we were just talk, talking about science in general and all the different innovations of, that can sort of help us sort of learn to develop better mental habits and different things, um, and so. We just sort of talk, okay, so I'm going to step back from all these specific things and just talk about psychology. Um, and so we just have these, we call, I guess, open-ended conversations about, you know, we talked, we talked for like, and this is the interesting thing, is that we, one, one summary from an article um, can, the conversation will last a whole period. Like, for instance, somebody was talking about discrimination in artificial intelligence and AI, and we just sort of talked about AI and social media and technology in general and smartphones and the, and the online world and how it affects our behaviors and all those things. Um, somebody talked about, somebody read an article on, on supercomputers. Um, so we talked about that. Um, that. That's an interesting thing that will happen is that one student will present on one thing and they're like, oh, well, you know, my article is, is similar. You know, it's sort of about the same topic, so I'll present now. And so the conversations sort of connect in that way. Sometimes we talk about school, uh, the, obviously the Russia-Ukraine thing, the kids are really uh, curious about that. We want to talk about that, so a lot of articles have to do with that. Income inequality, and there's an article called The Endangered Middle Class that we do. Um, <laughs> I forget why we, were ended, we ended up talking about um, like all, their, all the best Netflix series. And, uh, and the best bands of all time. They'll just, you know, it's just a good conversation. They're just sort of asking me about what bands I like and um, very sort of talking about what, what music they're into. Uh, you know, I was talking about Orange is the New Black and Netflix. <clears throat> I'm watching Offspring right now. And so we, we actually had this whole conversation about, because um, there's an article that I give called uh, Watching TV Makes You Smarter. And so, you know, that's, that's, that's basically the argument of the article right there. And so instead of just focusing on the story, there's a, there's a bunch of shows in the, in the article that the writer goes over about why watching TV makes you smarter. His basic argument is that's getting more and more literary, more and more like a novel uh, with symbolism and you know, playing around with points of view and flashbacks and all these different things that novelists do. Um, 
and so we just have that conversation like what are what are the best television series of all time now and so we just have that conversation that conversation goes for a while too um so yeah it's just an opportunity to push pause I, this is an opportunity for whatever novel they're, they're supposed to be reading at home. It gives them more time to read that novel. Right now, they're, they're reading Kite Runner at home. So it gives them more time to read that novel and catch up with their reading. Um, but it really is just a, it's a, it's just, it's a way of me modeling how to have a good conversation. Uh, and a lot, obviously, a lot of these topics uh, will have different points of view and different opinions coming out from different students. And so I'm there to just kind of navigate those I don't even say arguments, but just disagreements that happened in class and find common, we find common ground, we find, you know, okay, we focus on the solution and not necessarily what the problem is or who's to blame for the problem. We kind of try to focus on our what's, well, what's, what's, the, what's the thing that we can do to improve uh, on, on whatever it is that's going on in the world, climate change, you know, we talk about different things in, in scientific discoveries, the economy, history, with go over historical stuff. Uh, there's one article about the history of cinema uh, that's really interesting. So again, well, that's another opportunity to talk about film, uh, human behavior, family. To, we, today we talked about divorce for like half an hour because um, we this is an interesting thing. We just don't. It's not really a part of a lot of the novels that we read. It's not really a story that's the focus of any of the, the stories that we read. So we, we sort of just had that conversation about family. Um, and how the idea of family is is changing, and what is family according to laws and according to, you know, just regular, you know, you know different conceptions that people have of you know mother, uh, father, children. This idea of the nuclear family. Well, what does a family look like today? Uh, so we had that conversation actually in two different classes. So that was kind of interesting. Race, of course, is a is a topic that always comes up. Gender as well. Um, you know, I always joke, like, oh, you know, what, what's the point of this? Why, why are we doing this? So I try to tie it together by calling it the Hope Project. Um, but really, I always start with this joke, like, okay, we're gonna, we're doing this so that we can change the world. Like, you guys are your students in a school, and I want to just have a good conversation about the things that are affecting you and that you're gonna have to deal with when you graduate from this school, whether you go to college or not. Um, you're gonna be a, a citizen of, of this country and a citizen of the world. And, you know, if, if we don't light that fire, you know, under them, who will? You know, we're their teachers. And so maybe they, they have these thoughts at, and conversations at home about, you know, what role they're going to play in, in shaping the world that we, that we live in. Um, but maybe they're not. Right? So I think as teachers, as, as language arts teachers, language is, is about the good conversation. Um, and so that's basically this sort of way of me relaxing a little bit having them relax and establishing this really comfortable atmosphere this is this is a week that that more than other any other time in the school year um, other than the end of the project which maybe I'll talk about later uh, the kids just open up I see all the hands fly up in the air kids who never said anything in class before all talking um, the, the kids who are super quiet all of a sudden have an opinion about something they really care about and so they're like, oh, this is an opportunity for actually talk in class. Right? I'm, I'm not really good at interpreting a novel. Maybe I didn't read the novel, whatever it is. Uh, but this is an opportunity to just, just chime in on the conversation. And I, I, you know, this is one moment that I put the, the chairs in a circle so they kind of know it's going to be this more personal thing. And actually a couple of the kids said to this guy, can we keep the, uh, can we keep the desk like this? Because it's really fun. Um, and I feel like I'm getting to know people and stuff like that. So that's, you know, that's all... Uh, 
the type of conversation, that type of you know, culture that I'm trying to establish in the class. Um, so what I do is, um, instead of letting just say, hey, go out on the internet and find these sources, I basically say, all right, here's, like, I act kind of as an internet tour guide, so to speak, where over the years, again, I collect my favorite podcasts, journals, news sites, videos, you know, it can be as big as a news site. You know, it's like you have your favorites, New York Times, whatever it is, um, NPR, uh, The Atlantic, you know. Um, and so you can point them to these websites and say, just browse around. Um, but you can also give them specific articles to read as well, too, uh, over the years. You know, if there's something that happens that's bipartisan legislation where both parties sort of agreed on something, I'll talk about that. You know, so we, get, we sort of get into politics a little bit with why partisanship is a thing and how the, the how media makes us believe that we're, we're very different and radically different from each other for the sake of entertainment when really people have a lot more in common than they think and want to try to solve the same problems um, and, and are able to do that with, with different ideas, not necessarily just saying no to each other's ideas, but combining different ideas into one piece of legislation is the essence of bipartisan, uh, you know, behavior so we do get into politics and and that's a big a fun part of it as well too because it, it's showing them that th there is a possibility for you to get along with somebody who who is who's who thinks differently than you politically different than you because um, i think we're, we're sort of taught by the media to argue with each other because that's all they do for entertainment's sake is to argue with each other right those videos where people are getting really worked up and emotional <laughs> and yelling at each other and rolling eye rolling and all this stuff like that makes for good tv right that sells um but really like human beings don't are not supposed to, to interact like that uh, we, we're kind and considerate and we love each other you know and even even strangers can can have really good conversations and express their opinion in a way that that is um courteous and with etiquette and uh, consideration for the other person's point of view um, and so we can come to terms and really solve problems and have a common goal, right? That's one thing, right? With this course is like, we all have hope that we're gonna live in a better world. That's our common goal. So let's talk about how we can do that. Um, so yeah, so I basically sort of talked about how we're gonna sort of go about that. Um, we do talk about pop culture, celebrities. That's another thing we talk about. Um, but also any kind of any legislation that's not even recently passed, but is, is currently being discussed at both the local and state and federal level. Uh, we talk about those different things, too. Um, and so yeah, I think the focus is, OK, there's there's a lot of fraud. And then I kind of always find myself saying this to them, like, OK, we have problems. Right. There's definitely a lot of problems and, and school is about identifying those problems. And that's good. And that's important to know what the problems of our, our world is. Um, they're injustice, violence, poverty, pollution. Right. But we want to in these conversations, what I try to do is inspire my students to, to get really excited about all the different inventions that are out there the innovations that chip away at those problems, slowly and surely chip away at those problems um, to, to to so that we can figure them out in a way that's, that's, that makes economic sense, moral sense, um, without all the politics in it. It's like, well, you know, here's people that are actually doing something um, that's, that's, that's fixing this problem. Um, let's talk about that, right? The greatest, writers and, the greatest writers and thinkers didn't just read novels and poems all day. They had exciting experiences, read all different types of writing, 
engaged in exciting conversations and arguments and laughed about all of society's absurdities. This was a big part of being a writer, right, is engaging in these circles of intellectual thinkers. And so we want to have that circle in our class of like intellectual exchanges about the, the issues of the world, uh, not just these imaginary stories. There's, there's always a place for imaginary stories that are d disconnected from the world and create these kind of alternative spaces where we can escape into those spaces and these sort of fantasies, I guess, um, science fiction. But, but there's always sort of a point to it, right? And we, even, even people who write science fiction are very, very much in tune with what's going on in the world. And so we want to make sure that our kids care about what's going on in the world. Uh, and they're able to talk to each other in a way that's civil uh, and, and kind and considerate. Uh, <clears throat> the greatest writers were, were familiar with uh, not just what's in the news, but the, the latest movies, art, scientific discoveries, business ventures, and public policies. Our students come into our classrooms with, with so many unanswered questions about the world as it is presented to them on so many screens. English class can be a retreat or an escape from the madness of media, but can also be a place where students learn where to find high quality ideas from the brightest minds of the living. Our students need to learn how to disagree and come to terms with someone who has a different opinion or point of view. They also need to, they need someone to steer them away from the addictive sound bites of social media to higher quality information so they can ultimately know how to educate themselves. That's the point, right, is that we are here to educate them, but when they're out of our classrooms and they're out into the world and they're adults, we want them to, to educate themselves. And so getting them interested in all the media that's out there and the high quality articles and podcasts and videos that are out there and being able to, to figure out what's good and what's not um, is, is all part of the conversations um, that we're having. Giving students choice and the opportunity to discover quality websites might just make their learning experience meaningful and give them the chance to find a new interest and direction in life. Going to school should be just like eating. Go to a restaurant and pick from the menu or cook up your own dish. Thanks for listening. <laughs>